Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. I don't know why I'm trying to do the dramatic voice. I just don't. Dramatic voice is voiceover guy. Is, is, yeah. Now we are back. Anyway, uh, Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. It's been a crazy week for us, both of us personally and professionally, and in the world as a whole. Yeah. So starting off, how are you, man? I'm good. You know, just a you know, long day, a lot of travel. Um, you know, you doing the same. So we've both been in multiple states today. Yeah. We watched the Guardians win an amazing game. Yeah. We talked about well, that. We I, come back I had that. to listen to it on the radio. Okay. But yeah, it was... Uh, I watched it on the plane, on a tiny oh, that's screen. that's so cool. Well, so, I mean, it sucks... To have it, to watch it, it on a tiny screen, but it is cool to be able to see it. It's fucking amazing yeah. that I'm on a plane watching it. Like, as it's happening. As it's happening. Yep. For free. So, Southwest Airlines does not get... Um, Southwest, if you want to endorse us, Listen, Southwest Airlines... I love Southwest Airlines. I, I do, too. I love... Especially after having to fly Spirit and Frontier. <laughs> like, all, I realized how spoiled I was with, South, with Southwest when I, was child, when I was flying a ton. Because when you fly Spirit and Frontier, I told you before, it is literally like an old school New York taxi cab in the air, right? So, so, so I think you should apologize to old school New York taxi cabs because <laughs> they have better leg room, right? But but Southwest, like you're, it's it's comfortable, like the seats are nice, like you got plenty of They're room. Professional, yeah. I mean, look, I I am gonna now produce or sorry, seek out an endorsement because we came back from Vegas in March yeah. on Spirit, oh, and God. it was awful. I mean, we're taking the fucking I don't know why I'm going this right now, but what the hell? We, took a, we took the red eye back. I ended up in a middle seat in the back of the plane. Oh, I was brutal. crushed in there. I, I ended thankfully, up in a, there were edibles I was able to buy well, in Vegas. The problem was, I was in an aisle, and so I kept getting banged with the cart in the aisle. Like, it kept hitting my shoulder, which, like, fucked my shoulder up. Uh, and then, because I, like, I. Oh, I forgot. I, that actually was an injury of yours, right? Yes. It, like, it, it, like, because they kept banging me, like, because I'm wide, and I take out more man, than yes. the seat. And then I kept falling asleep, so I would slump over into the aisle, and then boom, like, instead of tapping me, oh, excuse me, sir, bang. Oh, they tapped you. Bang, oh, yeah, they tapped me with the fucking cart, um, and I had, t- I had also taken an edible, but it was it was a little strong, <laughs> and so I had a freak out. Did we, per- did we go to a dispensary together? We must have. Um, Maybe we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay. No, we didn't. I, th- I, went, by my- I went by myself. I know I went because I cashed in. Yeah, I mean, and... Uh, Let's talk about weed. <laughs> yeah, the edible I took, it was way, way too strong. I should have cut it in half. I didn't. So for the first hour of the flight, like, I am literally gripping the seat, trying not to freak out. And then it finally kind of mellows out, and then I pass out my normal, you know, sleep on the plane. Right. But it was a very terrible sleep. Which I'm jealous of. Um, it was... The whole thing was a disaster. But I'm actually leaving for Vegas on... A week from today, um, flying, flying, what are we flying? I think we're flying Delta. Okay. Well, either way, Southwest. Upgraded the seat in Delta, too. Southwest, you've got the endorsement of Whiskey Congress. Yes. Um, My flight today was great. I got to watch the game. Go Guardians. We can come back to that later. But this week, I spent a lot of time watching news shit in my hotel room uh, in Baltimore. Yeah. And some of the stuff, a lot of the stuff from January 6th, we knew. Mm-hmm. But some new stuff is coming out. Let's start oh, yeah. with the, the obvious is Trump has been subpoenaed. Let's come back to that because there's an obvious Colonel Jessup thing there. But some of the phone calls, the phone calls and conversations that came out were wild. Well, 
you know, so there was so Steve Steve Scalise. Um, he's a, a, a what? What is he? A congressman out of uh, Louisiana? Where's Scalise? I, I, you know what? I, um, but Steve Scalise, after January sixth, you know, came out and uh, pilfered this lie um, that Nancy Pelosi, you know, basically tried to prevent the National Guard from coming into Washington. Right. DC. Okay. Um, and, you know, and that spread really quick, right? Like that she somehow had the authority to get the National Guard out and that she didn't use that authority. And then when they, you know, some people tried, Nancy Pelosi blocked those efforts, right? And you figured that it was bullshit, but you didn't have proof, right? Sure. And you're just like, I don't know if we're ever going to get proof of this. Well, this week... We see the phone calls, and I and I got to tell you, like I'm trying to, you know, January sixth strikes a chord with me, yes. and it it, it just I mean, it the makes the Confederate flag getting dragged into the right, Capitol. It just it, the... it makes it makes me so angry. What these people did, not only where they did it, on the day they did it, and the reasoning for the for why they did it, but we get the news this week that not only did Nancy Pelosi not try to. Uh, prevent the National Guard. Like she would, her and Chuck Schumer are on the phone calling. Not they, they called Maryland. They called Virginia. They called the mayor of Washington D.C. All of them said, "Get somebody, state police, National Guard. Yep. Get them here. Get them here now." Right. And now, to their credit, they stayed cool. They stayed collected. They're just like, "Look, I want, yeah, I want to talk about that." Right. Nancy like, Pelosi was a fucking rock. Right. Like, and that's where Nancy Pelosi come. Like, as much as I'm not a fan of hers. Just her overall experience and being a, being the one to keep a level head, um, you know, really shines through in this moment because you can hear she's on the phone now. The reason we get the footage, by the way, is because her daughter is actually a documentarian. Pelosi, yeah, and um, it's actually a really good one. And actually, like, what's funny is is really close to G.W. Bush okay. um, because she followed him around during his campaign. I knew um, that. I didn't know that they developed. And, a yeah, and they developed a, actually a really close relationship, but. So Pelosi's daughter is there, like we're just recording everything, because she is just there thinking, like, oh, it's just going to prove America's going to show a reasonable transfer of power. Right. Everything's going to be fine. Exactly. And opposite. Not exactly. So she's there, and so she records this. So Nancy Pelosi is just like, look, you know, um, I just, you know, Chuck is on the phone with with Mayor Hogan or with Governor Hogan. Um, it, you know, I want to see if you can get National Guard troops here. Um, you know, I don't know who you need authority from, you know, on the national government or from the federal government to, to, you know, to jump into another jurisdiction, but, you know, they are breaking into the Capitol, they're breaking windows, they've breached the Capitol, uh, they've been on the Capitol floor, they're defecating on the floor, um, you know, they're ransacking our office, we're not as much worried about them ransacking our office, but we are concerned because, about people's safety, is is the number one concern. And they were legit worried that these people were going to hurt people if they got near anyone. Yes. Right. I mean, and you can hear, and and you can hear, and they they would show stuff, and you hear what these people are screaming like, "I want, we, you know, we want Nancy, we yeah, want right, their head, right. we want Pence, we hang want his Pence, head, right. hang him." It, like, all, like this is happening, and this happened in, like, this happened here, right? And and what blows my mind is we saw it happen in real time. 
we saw that we, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. see the pushing and the fighting and the shoving and the people getting, you know, like punched in the and the broken glass. And we see the guy, like, we saw a video of the guy waving the fucking Confederate flag in, in the fucking Capitol building. We saw it. You know, that we saw Ashley Babbitt break through that window and end up getting herself fucking killed, right? Because she, they told her to stop. She kept going. She breaks through the window. She breaches that window. She gets fucking shot. We saw that. And yet we still had people trying to fucking sweep this thing under the rug. Oh, they were, it was a peaceful protest. Oh, what about Black Lives Matter? Uh, what what, about, Floyd, the, what yeah. about George Floyd? What, oh, like, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, nobody, nobody really got hurt. Like, nobody really got hurt. People fucking died. You know, I, I want to, I'm not trying to nitpick on you, but you said people had these, no, they have. There is so much of this country still in denial oh, well, yes. of this. And I, yes. I'm not trying to pick on you. I but, well, I mean, and, and my point to it, though, is this probably doesn't change anything for those people in reality because they're at I'm a sure point right. now I'm sure you're right. where they have had to make a decision, right? Like, they, they, like from, if you are a Trump supporter, then you have made a decision that there is nothing that can happen that can that can sully the name of Donald anything that he does in the name of Trump you have decided that you will support period point sure. blank yes. and there's nothing that's going to come out yeah and i i believe at this point you know you, you, you talked about your, your your you know you talked about the general Jessup uh colonel Jessup moment but i believe at this point even if Trump fucking comes out and says it he wants to say it, right? So we said this before we got recording. So, yes, he's been subpoenaed. Will he show up? And the question is, will he have that moment where I, I, he, want, he wants to say it? I highly... I, so I don't think he'll show up. Of course not. He, he, he won't. Not. I, I think Trump... Like, the debate for Trump, right? Because his attorneys are all like, you're not going. <laughs> right? Like, you're right. not, right? Now, right. the question is, will he bully his way? Because Trump rarely shies away from a spotlight. True. And he rarely shies away from an opportunity to spout his bullshit, right? So he, I could easily see him saying, fuck that, I'm going to do it. And then getting up there, pleading the fifth, not, you know what I mean? Like not answering questions, but going off on these long rants about the election being stolen and what about, like in throwing out all the what about isms that everyone else feeds him, right? Because he doesn't come up with any other shit on his own. It all comes from Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, whatever he whatever he Sean reads Hannity. on social media, Sean Hannity. It all gets fed to him, and then he just regurgitates it back. So I could see him taking the opportunity to do that, but nothing productive will come out of it, come of it if he does get on the stand, because um, he's going to avoid answering questions. He's not going to answer them directly or honestly. Uh, he's going to do his, his you know he's going to do a lot of pivoting and, and deflecting, um, and so I don't see a whole ton of value in it and this the only the reason why i say he might do it is because this committee doesn't have any sort of uh um power um yeah like like uh, i i don't know why i can't uh they don't have any power to like arrest him right oh right so uh, they don't have any prosecutorial yeah, yeah, power yeah, sorry yeah. brain blanked uh, but they don't have any prosecutorial prosecutorial authority um, now they're, you know, like they, they're, they're putting all this information out there. They'll hand it over to the DOJ and the DOJ will have to make a decision. And so Trump's lawyers are probably going to advise him to not go right. And tell him basically like, look, you'd rather not go have them hold you in contempt, hand that over to Merrick Garland 
and have Merrick Garland make the decision on whether to charge you with contempt or not. Either way, you're better off doing that than going up there saying something that then can be held against you, right? Like, so it'll be on record. They'll hand it over to Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland says, oh, Trump said this. And then that be sort of the thread that starts to really unravel this whole thing even more for Trump. Because Trump is fighting a lot of different battles here on a lot of different fronts. Sure. And so they're like, look, you don't, I, if I were his attorney, I'd be like, you're, you're, you're not going. Of course. Yes. But you're, you know, here's I, the problem. You're sane. True. I'll be like, look, and, you're not and, going. And, I'll... And, and, and more importantly, you can say it all you want. Yes, you could physically stop him, but yes, but that not. I probably could physically stop him. But oh, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, but he's also whatever. Um, he <laughs> just a weird sight <laughs> no, in my no, head. No, no, you and no, Trump trying to, trying to stop <laughs> you, you. You and Trump <laughs> ripping your shirts and, off I'm, and then I'm, telling I'm, each other I'm, to I'm, a duel. I'm so upset with myself physically right now. That's an off the air topic. But um, I have the key. Okay, we can discuss that off the air as well. But uh, the the so he's been subpoenaed. There are legal, you know, ramifications for that. You have to respond to it. He can avoid it. They can postpone. They will. And I, uh, I highly doubt. I don't think Merrick Garland would enforce it. I, maybe he would. I mean, he did with Steve Bannon, but Steve Bannon wasn't a former president, right? But he didn't. He didn't enforce it with 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 Mark Meadows. Did not. Did not. Right? right. So, I mean... I mean, Steve like, Bannon is a smart guy, but he's kind of a sideshow. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, with Steve Bannon, like, there's no... It's just like, no one's going to fucking go to war for Steve Bannon. Right? Now, will they... You know, now, what's the repercussions of subpoenaing Trump, charging Trump, you know, and all that other stuff? And I think for this, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Trump would just use it as, oh, they're picking you again. They're picking on right. me. They're not being very nice. They're so nasty. You know, whatever, but I just, I, I, I think Mayor Garland's going to look at this and say it's not worth it to charge him, but we'll see where it goes. Well, another thing that came out of the things that I recently heard, and I had heard rumblings of it, was that Trump admitted, I mean, literally, someone said, I can't believe I lost to this fucking guy, meaning Biden. This is embarrassing. You need to spin this, basically. And I understand, if I lost anything to Joe Biden, I'd be embarrassed. I'm not a Biden hater. Not a fan. You know, I think he was the right guy to choose to beat Trump because of his centrist appeal. But, I mean, he's an 80-year-old guy who stumbles over his own words all the fucking time. When he talks about running again, and we've said this on the show multiple times and off the air multiple times, Joe, hang him up, brother. You've done your job. You've, you've, you've beat the odds. Good for you. Right off into the sunset, you you are yeah whatever I, you know I just I I just I felt like with Biden people weren't looking at the big picture, and I also like I didn't like him as a candidate I you know he's done he's done a decent job to this point he's had some serious fumbles, um, but the issue is what we're dealing with now his age you know where's his head where's his mind and you know people yeah. can say ageism like look he's like. Eight. Right, he's eighty fucking years old, right? Like, if you're eighty years old, like, I don't who, want you driving. Right, I mean, like, you, like companies aren't high, like, you know, wh right. wh wherever you work, would you hire him to do something? What would you hire him to do? Right, I'm not going to hire him to do a driving task. The best, I mean, the best thing you're, you're going to hire him as a consultant, right? Yes, but that's that's about there's you. Get wrong with hiring consultants, by the way. No, there's not. But I'm just saying. But like, it's going to be a limited role, yes. limited responsibility. Yes. You're not hiring Joe Biden to. Run your startup. Run it for, yeah, right? Correct. So, 
why the fuck would I want that guy if I wouldn't hire him to run my goddamn startup? Why the fuck would I want him to run my fucking country? I I understand, and again, I just <laughs> I, it, and, but, and, but look, listen, in, in 2020, he was the smart move for the party to win the election, which was critical. I think there you, you could have with all those people running, like you could have figured out one of those people, and whoever it was, everybody on the left was going to get behind him. Yeah, he was, it didn't matter because because in twenty because in, in twenty twenty, you you it was you picked Joe you media the, the media and the powers that be picked Joe Biden. Yes, oh absolutely. We didn't have a choice. Absolutely, right? Correct. Like I didn't. I you knew vote, I didn't you, want you Trump. Voted for, you voted for him. Yeah, because I, so I. I didn't have a fucking choice. Exactly. Right, and I'm just and like I on this show begged and pleaded anybody else. Now my initial choice, fucking Kamala Harris. Fortunately, you know that didn't work out because I think she's a dipshit. But uh, you know, I mean, I just I think that there were options. Fucking we, Amy we, Klobuchar. We, we can get to my failed choice. Yeah, I mean, like point, we, we could like there, I just think there were options, and I think whoever you would have put out there, you know, other other than Ber- I think Bernie would have turned a lot of people off. Yeah, but I, I think, think whoever you would have put out there, other than Bernie and Biden. Um, everybody would have got behind because they had to because they didn't want Trump. I think you would have seen the same type of rallying behind whoever it was, barring that they weren't too far left of a candidate, to, to, to beat Trump. And some of those people would have given you even more flexibility, right? Like Amy Klobuchar probably would have been a better choice. You could have, you could have gotten women behind it. You could have, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you can, she's has enough... You know, I, mean? she, I, I, she's, I don't disagree with you. On I mean, because she she's also a centrist, right? Like she will, right. You know, she'll say things you know that are a little bit more progressive. But I think real realistically, looking at her voting record and looking at her overall experience, she is a similar type of centrist without the same baggage that Biden has. I full, I firmly believe a person like that, or even uh, Castro, or any one of those types, you could have put like if you say this is your choice, everybody. Right, if the media gets and, behind and that person, alternative right, and your alternative is Trump, I think you still could have ended up with the same result with a person who would be more viable for a second term than Joe Biden. That's hard to argue with, other than the fact that Klobuchar was one of the people that sort of took one for the team and said, "I'll step aside. We're all going to step right, aside." But, but because, because, because they didn't want Bernie, because they knew well, Bernie was but they also, But look, I mean, I think again, I think this was was manipulated by the DNC. By 100%. people in the media and everything 100%. else who who took what you said. Oh, well, Joe Biden's the best, right? Like, what are you basing that off of? Because I, I, if the, I said the, the results are he won. The results are he won. But I, I okay, congratulations. Now look what you got. But okay, but you're Mister. Elections have consequences. They and they do, and I'm telling you that this <laughs> electing Joe Biden might have a consequence. True, true. <laughs> That's not good. No, okay. You know, I, mean, I just I but some, there's look. Some it's that comes it, out listen. Of it. I don't. It's revisionist history. Sure, hindsight's sure, twenty twenty. Sure. But I, I, you know, I, I want to say one more thing about about uh, Nancy Pelosi though. Mm-hmm. She was literally facing a life and death situation, and sounded cool and calm in a way. She that, referred no. to people shitting on the house floor as defecating. I, no, as poo poo. Okay. She said, well, they're going to have to clean up the poo-poo, both the literal and figurative. And I don't think that'll be that hard to clean up. But I think it's really more about security and making sure all these lunatics are out of the building. That's what she said. And I'm As like, calmly as could be. As calm as Steve, could be. Right. If there were people outside my house doing a quarter of that, I'd be shooting through windows and shitting my pants. And so would you. 
I would not be shitting my pants. You would shit your pants. I would not. I've okay, been shot okay. at more recently than you, motherfucker. You will. And yes. did not shit my pants and save two kids. So you can fuck right Congra- off with that well, shit. You didn't have a mob shooting at you. All right. We, I had we, two cars. <laughs> with fine. fine. With guns that I'm fine, sure they fine. bought legally. <laughs> in any event, she, I mean, to sh- she came out of that to me just... I've had Look, issues I mean, she did, listen, she did what leaders do in that sort of position. Yes. And this is my yes. other thing, too. For the people out there that consider Trump a leader, fuck you. That dude does not, there's nothing about him that's a leader. Um, and I think he's shown his cowardice. Um, and, is, again, I'm not a big fan of Nancy Pelosi, uh, of her her politics and, and some of the, the, you know, bullshit she does off the off the congressional floor. Um but in this in this moment, like she really stood out, um, and and is a big part of the reason why they were able to get control of that thing, even though it was late, and not only get control of it, get the people out of there, but you know, drove to make sure that they got the president elected and that they were able to get through the process and actually have that transfer of power that was not so peaceful. And one, and of the, she should get credit for that. That and her conversation with Mike Pence that I heard. Yeah. Where she's literally talking to Mike Pence and saying, do not put yourself in danger. You, your, your life is at risk. Don't try to be yeah. a hero here. You know, get protected. We'll settle this down. I mean, that conversation was so human and so, so weird. Yeah, well, I mean, because you, you, like, in that moment, like, you realize this is how severe this is. Yes, yes. Like, it, it's... I don't care about the politics. I don't care about any other thing. I don't care about your fear of gay people because you're probably gay. Any of that shit. It right. was <laughs> just straight your up life like is in your danger. life is in danger. We're going to help you keep yourself safe and like we've got your back. Yes. Right? Like and again, that's fucking leadership. And again, yes. like it just in that in that moment, like for Steve Scalise. A guy who was shot, by the way, right? right Due to yeah. a fucking crazy, like a crazy, crazy person at the softball game. Right. F- for you to have the fucking audacity and come out, like, in, in here's why I call him out. In the video, Steve Scalise is standing right by Nancy Pelosi when she's on the fucking phone, trying to save all of their asses, including his. And that motherfucker has the fucking caucasity. That's white people on that. That shit is so bad. I, I we gotta, we gotta, we gotta I, highlight. I, 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 I broke down the right. He got the caucasity to go out and talk shit and lie on her name. Yeah. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. She tried to stop the the National Guard that, from coming. That, Are that, you that, fucking serious? That like when she said, when like this, another reason why Nancy Pelosi is better than me. When that motherfucker went out and said that after January sixth. If that were me, I would have been like, Steve Scalise, stay right where the fuck you at, because I'm coming <laughs> with a whole bunch of thunder for you. <laughs> you know, she might like she might have dressed him down behind doors. I would have knocked his ass out on the fucking wherever he stood. To tell that bold ass face lie when he was standing right there when she was trying to save his white ass. Like you could are you fucking serious? Yeah, no, you're right. And and one other thing you put on there that we you talk about is the threats that were known, yeah, by the you know the like, secret look, service. I mean, new shit. the emails, the emails that came through about the threats, people literally saying like these people intend to kill people. Please be prepared. Please Here's don't. how much ammo to bring. Right. Here's like, how much like they're, they're, like these like please, you know, and the fact that there weren't more precautions 
in place, right, is just fucking damning because you can't excuse it either way because either you didn't take the threat serious, which if you don't, then what's the point what's of your you? Job, yeah. What's your job? Or you blatantly ignored it, not because you didn't take it serious, but because there was something amiss. Either way, unacceptable. And, 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 and is, is extremely problematic. And the, the Secret Service look is, is looking worse and worse the more that comes out. Between them erasing all their text messages around January 6th, some of the stuff that's leaking Which out. Which all got recovered. Right. They a, lot of, a lot of them did. A lot of the stuff that got recovered was like, what we're talking about, I'm like, here's an information uh, from the Proud Boys, bring this gun and this much ammo and this much Well, that's, but that's not, that's not, that, that's stuff coming, that's, so they're getting that from the Proud Boys. They're not getting that it from goes the Secret Service. to the Secret Service. Right. Okay. It's, it's coming, that's okay. information that went to the Secret Service, but okay. the so other end of that. Meal on the Team Six was yeah, unable to. Yeah, so, um, you know, like, but again, the threats that were known, um, also just the, 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 Again, the lack of preparedness, the the um, the fact that you you didn't even have more capital police, right? right? Like, okay, fine, you don't want to bring the national guard because you don't think it's that big of a threat, but shouldn't you shouldn't you have had more actual police ready, right? Like, if you, I mean, you've got a presidential election at stake, you're seeing threats, you heard what like it just it leads more and more. Down the road, and it's hard. I don't want to go down the as much as I want to be as objective as possible, without immediately jumping to everybody was in on it, and this was a planned coup, and everything else. You want to be objective and say some a lot of this was spontaneous. It got out of control, and people reacted poorly under pressure. The more evidence that comes out, the more it feels like there was a lot more intent. Yes. Then, then. You know, the mo- even the most subjective person can can ignore. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Um, and that's just in, and it's scary, and it's it, it, like we can't have it because right because what what happens next time? Exactly. And and listen, just imagine if those weren't Americans, right? Like, where would we like if that was a group of a mob of people of North Korean North Koreans, Iranians, whatever. Right, we would we would want to wipe that country off the face of the earth. Now, I'm not saying we need to go and, and kill all the people who were involved in this, but at minimum, we should all be on board and saying we don't want anything like that ever happening again. Let's get to the bottom of it, hold people accountable for it, and put in measures to make sure it doesn't happen, which is the point of January 6th. But the amount of resistance that this committee, that the January 6th committee is getting from the GOP and the Trump loyalists, um, both in government and the average Joe, that's the part that is so fucking terrifying to me, the fact that this isn't bipartisan, we're all on board, that that was bullshit and should right. never happen again. There's no America... For all the America first folks, Yeah, this is not America first, this is Trump first, and and this I'm going to say something that I well, may end up regretting, but um, if the way things were dealt with in the 1860s were if those strategies were employed on January 6th then the United States military would have mowed down thousands of insurrectionists on the Capitol lawn and whoever they didn't shoot they would have hung yes and without trial 
it, there's a, there's that a story. Weird, I know it's a weird thing to say, but I'm, I thought you might fight me on it. But no, I I, I agree. You know, and there, there's a story. I'd like to do an evergreen on some of these, uh, like some of the history of you know, like racial violence across the U.S. Um, so I've been I've been you know just digging into it because I think it would be a cool little side series sure. for me to do, like sort of like your whiskey shots, but. Um, but I, ca I came across this really wild story down in Georgia, um, you know, during, you know, post-Civil War era, but pre, like in that, like during the Reconstruction period. So 1870s, uh, 1880s. Yeah, around, around that time about um, a, a Georgia, I think it was a senator, uh, or I forget where he was from, but the, the point is he was on the Senate floor and he was at, actually he was white and he was advocating for the rights of black people saying that, you know, like slavery and, you know, like all, all this anti-black was antithetical to freedom and a democracy. And the other members of the House beat him up. Yeah. Beat I him I, since I, I remember that. I, I, yeah. I know that story peripherally. Right. Like and literally... No, they beat the shit out of him. With a cane, I think. Like, one of them beat him with a cane. Yeah, with a, with a walking stick or whatever yeah. back there with his pimp stick. But um, it just, um, I, and I don't know why I even brought that up, but I just That's thought it was fine. an interesting story. But look it up. Yeah. I think it was in like you know what though? The, the, Boone we, County or something we're, like that. We're, we're setting up the stage for an evergreen. Let's call it a tease. Yeah. And we've been, we've been talking about this for a while, so let's move on to uh, Biden's actions. So Biden did a pardon for federally imprisoned people who were imprisoned for um, marijuana possession. Yes. And I spent a lot of time in hotel this week, mm -hmm. and I watched a lot of Fox News when I'm in hotels because mm -hmm. I don't know why. So before we get in this, can we talk about the actual what the yeah, actual action? Absolutely, because I, I, I have I, a thought, but I want, I'll I, no, I to No, I want you. you to go first. Okay. I think it's kind of a... It's a symbolic move that really means nothing. Thank you. It... it it's it's it sounds good, but the number of people in federal prison, right? Not state, not local, federal prison for simple pot Yay, possession. Jim, you got it. Okay, thank you. You got it. No, that's no. that's exactly it. That's why, like, so this this hits, and I'm like, oh, interesting, right? But then you know the wheels start turning, and then what you realize, like, this is going to only impact like a very small twenty people, small percentage of people, and I've got a buddy who got. Um, hit up on some really on some on some pot charges. I, I know this buddy. So. And so he reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, do you think this helps me?" And I'm like, "Nah, nah, it doesn't, right?" Because like, again, this is for simple possession. Simple possession on a federal on level. a federal level, which just doesn't have the federal. The feds aren't coming in and getting people for possession. Right. Right. And most of the people, like you, may have been charged with possession, but you were also charged with trafficking, weapons, distribution. <laughs> weapons, other things. And so, you know, and what they're not, and the, the other thing that they said, they're also not like removing that. Like, so if you were charged with possession among other things, they're not going to just remove the possession, but leave the other things. You just don't qualify. So the number of people that this will actually positively impact I, is going to be a small number. Now, I think you'll probably, there are probably some people who will be able to get this wiped like from, you know, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Okay. Right? Who, like, that, 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 right. Yeah. Expungement gets away, all that other stuff. Okay, fine. Um, and so it will have a positive impact, but really for a very small number of people, 
like you said, it's a symbolic gesture. Um, I think the timing of it can't be ignored. It's a vote. It's a it's, vote. It's, it is something to move move the needle prior to midterms. Um, but now, now allow me to throw another thing into this. Throw I watched this on Tucker Carlson. Ugh. He had a guest. Her, name, her last name was MacDonald. I want to say it was Heather McDonald. I could be wrong. McDonald or McDowell's? McDonald. <laughs> she had the golden arcs, not the golden arches. You want to go come to America with me, motherfucker? We can come, come to America. <laughs> anyway. But, so she gets on there and says, this is purely a vote getter. Steve is laughing out of control me right now. Thank you for backing away from our very powerful mics. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Don't be. I'm happy. Uh, but so she gets on there and says, you know, the Justice Department's, or sorry, Biden's doing this as a vote grab, probably true. Yep. In fact, true. Yes. Fine. I'll own that. Yes. Then she went on to say that the liberals will tell you that whites use marijuana at the same rates as blacks, and the data says that blacks use marijuana at a much higher rate. What data, bitch? And, well, and it proof that there is no racism in our justice system. What? Wait, I, how? I... Steve, I'm just telling you what was said on Tucker okay. Carlson's show. I was I was doing everything I could to find this fucking clip to send it to you because it was comical how they spun this into whites barely ever touch cannabis and the blacks are smoking weed on the streets. Meanwhile, the whole everybody at Fox News was just like, she's killing it right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was high when I watched it, so <laughs> But you're Mexican. It, I am not in fact Mexican. I just kind of look at um, yeah, exactly. Tucker Carlson could easily toss me this. But the, the the Fox News take on this was, there's no racism in our legal system. This is proof that this is just a Biden, blah, 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 trying to stir the pot, trying to bring race into things. We don't need to be talking about racism. You don't even... I Time, mean, please. Uh, yeah, it just... It's... Uh, look, I, I will do my best to find that clip. I spent probably half an hour... Well, you probably can just go back to the Tucker Carlson show. I tried. Like, and okay. I'm sure it's on there. And, but I was also, I was high. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just. So that's kind of on me. But right. <laughs> So um, proof that marijuana does cause good points from being made because I can't right. finish that with an audio clip. But I mean, the, the rant of. There's no racism in our legal system. There's, you know... Look, I mean, uh, look, it's clear what Fox News, what they're about, what they're trying to do. It's, uh, you know, like, racism doesn't exist. It, it's not real. Slavery wasn't a big deal. Let's just move past it. And then also let's let's try to reinstate some really draconian uh, laws to set things backwards, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so you can't... I mean, I wouldn't even say take what they say with a grain of salt. What sucks is you do have to watch it to understand what you're up against and what you're dealing with and what sort of narratives that you're going to have to fight. But we're getting to a point where it's, are you even, like, ultimately, you're really people, the, the various parties, right? We only have a two-party system. And they're really after a small number of people, right? right? Because you've got certain people in both camps that are just in those camps, right? Sure. And, you know, a majority of those camps are full. And then you've got a small percentage of people down the middle that are kind of like, I don't know, you're really not all that progressive. But, man, these Republicans are really kind of fucking wild. You know, so that demographic of whether they're independents or they're registered under a party or whatever, but they're, they're torn because of their view of the ridiculousness of both sides, that's really who you're trying to convince. So... It's important to understand what Fox is saying, what MSNBC is saying, what CNN is saying, what 
the the young Randoms, Turks, the, the young Turks, the YouTube group, what they're saying. You have to know all those different narratives, and then I think your best tool are facts and being able to shift through or sift through all of that and get down to what are the what are the bare bones facts and you do that the best way the best you can and when you do that and you're able to be objective and you're able to to use some form of analysis to get to an end point and you're talking to those people that are are undecided down the middle um or persuadable or, or right that are that are persu- right. that are reasonable. Right. We'll just say reasonable. Open, open to hearing right. thoughts and, and then yes. that's how you win those arguments. You can't win them based off of using Fox News as a source, CNN as a source, MSNBC as a source. Like, and you shouldn't want to that to be your 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 trump card, so to speak. Um, you you want it to be based off the facts that they can yeah. go and find themselves, and you want it to be a reasoned argument that makes sense. Um, and that's what you should aspire to. That's what our media and our journalists should be aspiring for. And there are some out there that do it, but because they do it that way, they, are, they get are, muted. Are there? There, there are. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of good journalists out there that are objective, that are just trying to put the truth out there. But the problem is when they do that, they really piss everybody off. You know, when they are sure. objective and they just go by the numbers, it pisses off the people on the, the Fox News crowd. It pisses off the Democrats and the progressives because... Whatever the data is, it's going to show that, look, it's all kind of messy. Nobody's perfect here. Here are the numbers. And it kind of makes you guys look bad. It kind of makes you guys look bad. So what's a what's the easy way? You know, how do we get this? Not easy, but how do we get this resolved? And it, it, it that's and that's why we have the issues that we have, because people don't want that objective breakdown right. of of how and, things are and they choose to ignore it when it's i mean there's so, again there there are there's opinions, people love their thoughts. echo chambers right they now. do and i mean i don't want to rewind to january 6th but when you have trump audio saying this is embarrassing i can't believe i'm losing to this fucking guy because he's a dope which we agree he kind of is so let's lie and you fucking hear that and you stick with this narrative I don't know what to do with you. I don't want to rewind. Yeah. But that's the same. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, exactly that's, what you're talking about. Yeah. That's, like, that's you're, exactly you're it. Slapped in the face with reality. Oh, no, there's no room for that here. Yeah. Like, just flat out ignore it. Like, yep. I didn't hear or see that. Right. And and we'll get to another version of that in a minute. But did you catch any of the LA City Council? Yeah. I mean, and this is ugly. Um, so we've got the LA City Council, uh, you know, the uh, Latino members of that council. Just really talking shit about everybody in a really racist manner. Yeah. Right. And I'm I, I try to be again as objective as possible and try not to throw racism into everything. But that was what it was. I mean the way the way they were talking about the the uh, the one person's kids, um, the way they were even talking about certain you know certain like native Latinos in the in the California area, Native Americans and. Uh, certain types of Mexicans and Asian people. Like, it was just really nasty. Um, and this has stirred a lot of emotion in L.A. I mean, L.A.'s got a history with race. Really? I hadn't noticed uh, that they had any... You know, so, I mean, and I'm, I'm glad it didn't turn violent, um, you know, because there were some protests and things like that, and, for, and very happy that it, you know, just stayed at that level. Um you know, but this raised some some things uh, even in the black community outside of L- of L.A. And you know, it's it's you know, there's 
there's an assumption that you know Latinos and blacks have our close a relationship, a kinship, because of some of our history and past. But I mean, the reality is, uh, the path for blacks and Latinos is different, uh, and you know, for the reason is like Latinos can more easily assimilate if they choose to, a couple different ways, change the name, marry a white person, have you know, Latino, European babies, and you can, you know, I mean, like... You can like, look like me and be either... Look like, I mean, but even take uh, uh, um, Richard Rodriguez, right? Sure. You know, um, he was a former football coach, West Virginia, Michigan, everything else. Um, but you've, you've got a, a number of white, European-looking Latinos that have roots in, you know, Central, South America, Mexico, what have you, but over time have assimilated to a more white European, not only like look and sound, but in every sort of way, which is fine. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But the issue is, is that the one downside that comes with that is part of assimilating to American culture and American values. If you're going white European is the, you know, utter despising of black people. Right. And, there's an anti-black faction in every group, including black people, right? There are black people True. who hate other, just hate black people in general, right? But there's an anti-black faction in Latino, Asian, obviously European, um, any, just pick a race, right? I mean, sure. you've got black Latinos who don't like black Americans because black Americans make black Latinos look bad and black Latinos already look bad amongst lighter skinned Latinos. It's a whole train wreck of nonsense. Um, but there is there is a large faction of Latino Americans who are allies with black people and are tightly bonded because of the fact that you have Afro-Latinos and because of the impact of the slave trade on the Latino community and culture. Because a lot of the slaves that came from Africa landed in Central South America and had massive influences on those cultures, on those countries, um, you know, um, even getting freedom in some of those places because of their, the, you know, because of their willingness to fight. Um, and so there is a kinship and there is a bond. So the one thing I think black people have to be careful of is we all know those Latino people who are very anti-black and, and very, and do go out of their way to associate themselves with white Americans and take on that disdain for black people. They exist. It's true, but you can't paint with the bod brush. Right, and LA, the, the LA City Council is an example of that, right? And the, and, and the thing that is kind of gross about that type of anti-blackness from Latinos is how they kind of switch back and forth, right? They're anti-black, they affiliate with Europeans, but then all of a sudden when it's convenient for them to sort of flaunt their Mexican heritage or whatever, Latino heritage, wherever they're from, then they will use that at you know, they'll take advantage of that, but then immediately kind of switch and everything else. Um, and survival technique, fine, what have you, but it's kind of gross on a, on a socio-political stage. The one, the one thing I want to say about it is that, again, watching a lot of Fox News, that's where I saw this. I don't understand why you watch it so much. Because I want to hear what's getting said. And, anyway. and, and the whole, their, their big thing was, and these people are all Democrats. I'm like, yes, they are. And that gives them zero uh, pass with me. Like, I'm judging you on what you do. And the fact that a lot of the stuff that got said that was really gross, you know, comparing blacks to monkeys and whatever, was said in Spanish. 
mm. and that wasn't an accident. Right. You don't. Right. You're not saying that shit. But that's but that that's the part of the convenience part, right? Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, and so I, I just I, I think it's really ugly. Like you, they had one city council member that has already stepped down. There's calls for others of them to step down. Um, and I give them zero quarter. Like you no. said it, I heard it. Fuck you. Right. Like I, there's there's no apology. There's no just taking out of context. <laughs> right. You know all that other shit. Like you said what you said, um, and I think. You know, like if people don't step down, I do think the people in L- in in the city of LA need, need to, to step vote up, them, vote and them vote, out of office, vote those motherfuckers out of office, absolutely. Um, and the reason why is because, like, look, when public officials show this sort of disrespect and disdain for like people that they represent, yeah. how can you trust them to actually represent you? Right. Or, are, or are they just Absolutely. representing their own best interest? And at that point, they're not doing their job. Right. And so that's why shit like this is so damning, whether it's, you know, Donald Trump with his bullshit or even Joe Biden with his bullshit in the past um, or, you know, these city council members or, you know, pick anyone who throws this type of shit out there. Like that public trust should matter and you should be objective. You should not use that type of language you should check yourself and think about what you're saying about other types of people yes you're human yes you're going to have uh uh uh, prejudices and all those sort of things but being in this position what you're saying is that i'm willing to put all that aside to represent you to do what's best for the people who represent who i represent who put me in office the community yeah you have to put that shit aside and if you can't do it and you can't do it when you're actually sitting there in the fucking building then I, I can't yep. trust you to do your yep. job because God knows what you do when the microphones are off. And this is this is a situation where, um, you know, when you talk about elections, presidential elections matter. People get excited about them. Presidential, senatorial, governors. People in city councils probably affect the people in L.A. I mean, these people didn't, didn't affect you and I at all. Right. But they probably had more impact on the citizens of Los Angeles than... Biden, Trump, throw in whoever. Oh, yeah. I mean, and so that, the importance of local elections is something yeah, that gets I mean, so brushed under the... Listen, local elections, the midterm elections, like these these, ha- these have consequences, right? Like they all do. Much but these, more on daily life. These, 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 this is the type of shit that impacts you. This is who sits on your school board. These are, you know, you've, you, there, there are places that have uh, secretaries of state that are running in these elections. Like, look, those are the people who, who validate the elections, right? Who yes. certify the elections. Like, that matters, especially now, given what we saw in 2020. Um, like, like, these elections definitely matter, and people need to start paying attention to them, voting, and pressing the people that are running. Because you also have a lot of people who run for this, because, oh, I got nothing better to do. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> running for, right. the, not running and, for and, that and, spot. And you're voting for... Right. If, and you if have you're to, lucky, you're voting just on a party thing. Right. Versus which is which is where Democrats fuck up because uh-huh. yeah. they because if you're running for LA City Council and you have a D next to your name, you're probably getting a vote over someone with an R next to your, their name. Yeah. Even if you suck. Right. That's and, just I mean and and that's the reality of it and so we're not we're not really vetting these people that we're putting into office, which is which is why you were able to get some of the bullshit that you got in 2020 with Trump. Because how many of those people that were in local state uh, ele- positions sure. of power during the election 
were were truly vetted when they were put into office, and then all of a sudden, you know, they 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 run with this Trump, you know, nonsense right. because they feel like it's going to be the thing that helps their their own rising political star or you know shoot it to the moon. So they're more than willing to just sell out and say whatever nonsense he's pitching because. Why not? And, be, and it's because we didn't vet who the people we put in the office. And, and this is where we, we had a big back and forth on this, you know, in 2020. I loved mail-in voting because I could literally sit with my ballot next to my computer, look people up and, and do shit. And you're, in your response, you kind of confronted me and said, do your research. You're not wrong, but it's a whole lot easier for me to do sitting in my office. Yeah, but that's the problem. Like, I mean, it, I think it, it, convenience there, there's, 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 know, there's two sides. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying you're right and I'm wrong or and, but wrong, my my whole thing wrong. my whole thing with that was just that we knew the amount of pushback that you know like they were trying to fuck mail-in voting because they knew there were, were people like you. So they were trying to figure out a way to nullify people like you um, to help increase their chances, meaning Trump and, and, and Republicans. <laughs> Trump wasn't good. And so, way, I, it, which is true, but the, it wasn't whether it, which if it were up to him, it wouldn't matter because your vote somehow would get tossed out because you mailed it in. Like, sure. and, and my point was just knowing the push against mail-in voting from the other side, not feeling comfortable in the state of Ohio with some of the people that we have in office and our secretary of state, our governor and, and everything else. Uh, I was like, fuck, I'm not risking it. Like I'm, no, I'm, I'm gonna take my ass in there and vote. And fortunately, where I vote, like, is I've never had to wait in. I've never had to wait in line. Right. All right. I, I didn't want to. No, yeah, yeah. That, no. that wasn't an attempt at undermining. All right, man. We're running late on time, and we got to talk about our boy Alex Jones. And I'll tell you what. If if you don't push me, I will not do an Alex Jones impersonation. Okay. But if you do, okay. I'll do it. All right. Alex Jones lost a second trial over the Sandy Hook allegations. And I want to say something really Im important because it's not about... Um, this is not a loss of a child's life suit. It's his playing this up as a false flag, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's defamation. Defamation and ruining people's lives. Like, you've already lost your child. Yep. And I don't have children. I can't imagine what that's like. But I... If I try to put myself in that mindset, it's probably the most devastating thing that could ever well, possibly because happen. it's not like so these people lose their children, and then Alex Jones puts this shit out there, and then the people who listen to him and follow him, then they spread it, and now you've got people who lost their children, right? Yes. That weren't even in second grade, right? Second, five and six year olds, right? Like they were. I mean, they were kindergartners, preschoolers. They lost their kids. So now those people who are mourning the loss of their child are now dealing with people harassing them, coming to their homes, uh, stalking where they work, um, you know, sending them hate mail. Saying they're false flag Right, like calling actors, them. At, like all, chasing them out right. of their jobs, out of their While, homes. Like, it, like, and listen, the mourning of a lost child does not end. Right? It just, it doesn't no, end. Sure it, doesn't. it never ends. I lost now, a parent, and I'm still fucked up over that. Yeah, I mean, it just, like, losing someone that close, whether it's a parent or a child, it never ends. So to then turn around and have people confronting you that your child never existed, and that you're an actor, and that this is all some big cover conspiracy to, to take guns. Right. Also, also the, the worst conspiracy ever, because... We still got our guns. 
there's that right like listen I, you know I, I'm not coming from I'm I, me of all you, people you are the most outspoken second amendment guy on this show you've actually yes. challenged my second amendment which you're like whatever you can deal with that off the air but but uh, yeah I mean but, but but I mean like so I just I could not imagine losing my daughter and having someone tell me that she didn't exist and that I was an actor because I wasn't going to go there but please understand that that version, like, first of all, I don't want to ever experience that version of me. I don't either. Like, I need to die long before my kid does. But if that were to happen, understand that there, there, I wouldn't have been at Alex Jones' trial, and neither would he. I would be in prison, and he'd be dead, flat out, or whoever confronted me in that in that manner. And again, a lot of people talk about how I know me. I know you too. <laughs> you know me. I, and this is one of those. <laughs> I would like to pretend I try to stop you. You'd write out a post-it note. This is not a good idea. I hope <laughs> well, you don't but, do it. But, but, but honestly, <laughs> Steve, I might do it to stop you from doing I, it. I, I, Jim, and, and I hate, I, I don't even, I, this is such an awful right, conversation. But this man, Alex Jones, he put that shit out there. That's what for, he did. For profit. Right, for profit. Like, I mean, and he, like, not only the families, right? There were kids who survived. Kids who survived, who they, they they and their families, yeah, were harassed. The FBI agents who were there, who had to see all this shit, they they, they like they were attacked. They were also you know they were included in the damages on this suit. I didn't know that. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, put yourself in those shoes. Right. I'm an FBI agent. You walk. This, that's the I'm, scene you I'm walk into. Murdered children, dead everywhere, kids. and this cocksucker Alex Jones yes. is going around saying, "This is a false flag." I said I wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I promise. But he did that. And so he, he gets found liable for $965 million, which obviously he does not have. But... I love it. <laughs> I just love and it. What, and by the way, I, listened, I did not listen to him directly. I listened to stuff that was played on the Alan Cox show. So okay. this time I was going... <laughs> I almost said it again. He's pleading for money to support his oh, yeah. legal defense. <laughs> like, t- t- talk about shameless. By the way, do you know how old Alex Jones is? Uh, I think he. I think he's like forty-five. Forty-eight. Okay, so, so he's, he's younger than me, younger a bit than, older than you, and not that much older than me. Which, my God. So, Alex, you know what? There is no, no, no sympathy. Nothing for you. He he'll he obviously he won't pay that money because he doesn't have it. He's done Look, as a. I here's the thing, I, I'm not. He doesn't have a billion dollars. We know that. Correct. But AJ got some cash stacked up. He does. You know when he, you know his financials came out and he's tried to hide them and everything else. His show, podcast, website, Infowars, all that stuff. He has made a fuck ton of money. Now he he's not made a billion dollars. But I mean, he was at one point he was making sixteen million a day during the twenty sixteen election. Sixteen million a day, Jim. I don't remember that number. My that's God. a re- that's I I I remember we, that I, we number. We probably that, talked about it on the show. Well, we didn't talk about it on the show. That came out during his trial. Okay, he said it, and then they they've got the numbers to bet. He was making sixteen million dollars a day. Hold on, let me, so, let me let me call a timeout. He was in the middle of a defamation suit. 
facing, and he admitted to making sixteen million dollars. It, it might have been. Oh, no, I think he did it on the show. Well, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I think he. I think it came out during the deposition or whatever, okay. and then it okay. got brought okay. up, and okay. he had to okay. confirm. I'm sorry. Just like, but point is, though. Again, he doesn't have a billion dollars, which this is, I mean, 965 million is, I mean, it's close. It's a billion dollars. It's a billion dollars. He doesn't have a billion dollars, but he does have a fair amount of money um, between his companies and everything else that he's trying to shuffle around and hide. Um, And, you know, they're going to go after that hard. So I think people will get something. Um, and Just, it'll but be burn him to the fucking ground. Oh yeah, whatever, whatever he's worth. If it's a hundred million, two hundred, three hundred million, whatever. I hope they I get every penny. The problem here's the problem though. Here is the problem. These motherfuckers that back him and support him will con- will just continue to throw him money. He's begging for it because they'll give it and they're giving it to him. Now, will it ever be like? Will it ever be enough? Like it, I think over time it'll fade, but. I think he'll be able to fundraise for the next. He'll be able to fundraise probably through twenty twenty four. I think he'll be longer than that. Probably I mean, like probably yeah, he'll he, be able to fundraise. He will be able to fundraise, and he and will probably be able to shelter money and shelter or shovel it. But right. he will like I, I and that's the part where is most frustrating. I don't think that this is the thing that ends him, right? I don't think I don't think you can because he's got true believers that. I, and a lot of them are in the Second Amendment community that believe that this is the deep, gu- state. The, the deep yep. state coming after attacking. Like, motherfucker, it was a trial. <laughs> right? Like, you had a judge and you had jurors. Right? Like, so you think you think that they were planted by the government? Like, this is a defamation suit. Uh, uh, it's not even a criminal yes, trial. Yes, they do think that. But it's not a criminal trial. It's a civil trial. Right? It's fucking, but you know. When, when people get away with denying verifiable realities, like... A couple months ago, I had a conversation with an Uber driver, and he was saying that when Alex Jones, we got criticized for saying they're making the frogs gay. Well, it didn't cause... uh, Okay, fine, whatever. You want to say it's making the frogs gay? Okay. These are 20-some dead people, most of them children under the age of seven. And it's verifiable. It's undeniable. And if you put your Second Amendment rights... Ahead of that. And I, I'm i not saying because of that you need to strip away Second Amendment rights. I'm saying if you're like, I'm more interested in having, you know, Alex Jones be able to say what he wants. And even if he's wrong, you know, it's more important to be able Look, to... Break- I think the, and the, one other point I want to make is I believe that the standard to prove defamation needs to remain high. Very high. Because... The concern is the First Amendment and free speech. Sure. All right. So that bar needs to be high in order to prove it. The Alex Jones issue and all his supporter is like, listen, this motherfucker went out of his way to check all the boxes to make sure that this is the verdict that we got. He was on the air during the trial. Yes. I mean, like, look, dude, I like I I I, like I don't like defamation suits. Um I feel like there's a lot of subjectivity involved. I feel like they can be stifling the speech. And I think that we need to be careful because of the impact it could have on freedom and democracy. But when you go to the extent that Alex Jones went to call these people crisis actors, to say that their kids didn't exist, to say that those deaths weren't real, the pain those people weren't feeling was real, 
and knowing that those people were being harassed and stalked and, and threatened to disrupt their and lives. continue yes. to rub it in and continue to try to throw, to continue to basically be your own false flag, right? As all a for profit. All for profit. Then I'm sorry, you have to burn. Absolutely. And the thing that sucks the most about him, though, is that he will continue to be able to fundraise from his true believers. They will continue to funnel him money because they believe that he's being railroaded. Um, and I don't think he'll ever get from underneath this 96 or 965 million. It's such a big number. It's hilarious. But I mean, I'm sorry, but I hilarious, think that but... he will be able to continue to do his show. He'll be able to continue to live a very comfortable lifestyle. He will talk about how hard it is and all the sacrifices he, he has to make. But I promise you that Alex Jones will still pull in millions of dollars a year, even though most of it will get funneled, but he will still have, right. he will still live he'll, a very comfortable life because of it. He'll find, a, he'll find a way to deflect it into look, a different company. I am no person, I, I don't shy away from the fact that I think if you are a shit human that has done something wrong to other humans, I believe you should suffer enormously. And I believe I want him to suffer. I want him to feel a, a, a fraction of the pain that these families f- have felt for the last however many years since Sandy Hook. I want him to feel... I want, 2011, I, I think? I, I, I want him to feel all their pain, but if we can get him to feel some semblance of that, and I, not meaning damage or any harm to his children, because he has them, and he's probably done enough he of that on, on, on his own. He doesn't know their names on birthdays, but... But for him to You feel, know that story, right? He didn't oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I just... I, he needs to feel some form of actual pain. Right, for for what he did, um, and if this is the best we can do, this is the best we can do. But I think there's better ways to deal with him. But that's a different yeah, conversation. That, yeah, that's, it's I a different. It's a different conversation. I don't. Okay, yes, sir. Different conversation. Yes, yes it is. Let's, have a different, let's not have that different conversation recorded. On the air. Recorded. All right, man. We should wrap this up soon. Um, up, bring, I want to bring up my girl Tulsi Gabbard. She's been a Some big disappointment. Around, but they can't run like this. What? Nothing. Okay. There's somebody somebody who listens to us will get what I said. Okay. <laughs> and Tulsi Gabbard has gone full MAGA. Heel. She's gone full wrestling heel. She's gone, you know, that's that's a perfect, she's gone wrestling heel. And I was a big supporter. I'm, I was, I'm recorded as saying it. I don't, I don't ever deny what I've said. I will admit when I'm wrong. Wrong about my girl Tulsi. <laughs> um, if she's offended by me calling her my girl. All I gotta say is deal I, with it. I, I, I doubt she I, is, but I, I, yeah, I mean, look, I yeah, you were wrong on her. Uh, I I was not, um, and she is who she is. I think she saw herself as the hero of the Democratic Party, and she was going to be the one to unite the whole country yeah. because she had a military background and she was from Hawaii and she had an ethnic look and she's an attractive woman and she felt and I'm sure plenty of people told her she is the perfect woman to be the first president, first female president of the United States. I think she bought into that full hook, line, and sinker. She pushed for it, but just her overall personality didn't really allow for that. Um, She didn't have a lot of depth, and she was, you know, sort of easily swayed to, you know, say things that were bullshit, right? (laughs) Um, And uh, she... You know, just didn't she didn't do what she thought she was going to do when she ran for president, 
Um, and and I, I think that she just she got butt hurt over it. I would say she didn't get the grandeur she thought she yeah, deserved. Exactly. And, she and then got, just went, maybe she, I can get it somewhere else. Exactly. And she and Fox is eating her up. Absolutely. Um, and the problem is, though, I, I don't know. I think she's at her ceiling. Right? I think you're 100 right on that. I don't think that the Republican Party and GOP are going to look at her. I don't think they see her as a viable candidate. I think they see her as a perfect pundit, a perfect talking head that they could say, "Oh, she was once a Democrat," and, and you guys turned her yes. away. Uh, you, and you, so, but I, I don't I, look. Maybe she runs for Senate. Um, you know, and who knows how that goes? I, I maybe she makes another stab at the president. At, at, at the but she's not going. She's not going to run against Trump. Who? <laughs> right? Like she's not going to run against Trump. I don't think she would run against DeSantis. Um, you know, she may try to tag on and get in. At, at she some has department no, She has no viability as a legitimate national Republican candidate, and she just literally told the Democratic Party to go fuck themselves. And if that's how you feel, fine. You know, you're, oh, look, okay. it's it, like look. I don't. I don't necessarily have an issue with people walking away from the Democratic Party. I'm a registered independent myself. Um, I have plenty of criticisms for the Democratic Party. But at the same time, I am not going on conservative podcasts and just just flipping the script and just parroting whatever right. narrative and there. That, and, but then, the not only parroting the narrative that whether that we you know that's inaccurate, not true, or bullshit or whatever, but then also flouting her military experience and background, and, but just using it as. Like, basically using it for attention, right? Um, like, I can say this because I was in the military, even though whatever she's talking about, it's like, well, I'm not sure where that military experience really applies to this particular topic, right? Or when she is talking on military topics and using her military experience, it seems like it's often very closely aligned with, like, Russian stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not saying she's a Russian spy or she's no, a Russian no, agent, she, but no, I'm definitely not going it's, there. It, it's just like, what, what, what are you doing here with this, right? Like, I mean, you see what is happening with Russia and Ukraine. Um, so, you know, this is not a surprise to me. Um, you know, I it's feel, a disappointment to me. I know, and I, I do legitimately feel bad because I understand what that's like. I mean, shit, I had the same thing with Kamala Harris. I thought Kamala Harris was going to be a rock star. Resume looked like it was going to be. I was not impressed with her campaign. She flames out. She ends up becoming Biden's VP, which I'm like, uh, okay, fine. And then her in the the role of vice president has not been good, right? The story is coming out of there. Like, and I I I know people that work in D.C. on Capitol Hill, four senators, four congressmen. I, you know, have relationships with senators and congressmen. Um, and I'm able to have these conversations with people to get like, all right, just me and you, what are your thoughts on X or tell me what's going on with this. And the feedback isn't good, right. From people that I trust. Right. right so, sure. I mean, I was wrong about, uh, about Kamala Harris. You were wrong about Tulsi Gabbard. We're bad at picking women. Well, fine. And <laughs> different discussion also, but, um, but let me, let me do a mutual pat on the back to both of us. When you support someone. You are not beholden to them. No. Nope. Whether it's Trump or Biden or Harris or Tulsi. If you can assess them down the road and change your opinion, and that doesn't make you weak, it doesn't make you whatever, and the, one of the biggest problems we have in this country right now is people latch on to whoever. Line in the just, sand. Line in the sand. I can't admit I was wrong. Yep. Therefore, I'm going to say, Tulsi Gabbard never said that. 
Jim, here's audio of her talking on Fox News saying it. Well, that's the deep state putting a fake yeah, news... I mean, and look, I, I, I... You know, the one thing about doing this show that has helped me is exactly that, right? Like, believing one thing, feeling firmly about it, and then it turns out not to be that, and acknowledge it, and having to own it and acknowledge it, because I think that integrity is important. And so there have been plenty of instances where I thought one thing... I get more information, more data, and it's just like, man, that was not right at all, and I was on the wrong side of it. I will, and you've owned it. I, 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 will, I will always own that, and I think it's important. Um, and the other thing it's helped me to do, though, is to dig into things more, um, which is why I, I will I will push your button sometimes, like dig into that sure. before we talk about it on the show. And, and But the reason is because the more you know about it before you talk about it, then there's less likely of a chance that you have to do the mea culpa, right? True. Like, because typically what happens is you go in thinking one thing because you only know the surface level, but then all of a sudden sure. everything underneath kind of gets brought out and you're like, ah, oh, shit, well, that's, that's that. That, that has happened that, multiple times. You know, but with, with, with a candidate like a Tulsi Gabbard or a Kamala Harris, there's only so much, with any of these people, there's only sure. so much you can go off of. Now, I'll stand by my disdain for Joe Biden because, like, listen, we have fucking 40 years of a track record with Is that guy. really a substantial <laughs> sample size? Is that good? Is that enough? enough of a sample size? Do we have to go back size? to 1988? Because I just think that we should give him a pass. From... All right. All right. There's one person I will not come off my stance on. Who that? Jose Ramirez had the most amazing player ever. So we, it's, it's Thursday. The Cleveland Guardians beat the Yankees today 4-2 to two on a play by Jose Ramirez. Good job on the name, by the way. Thank you. Um, that was... It was my... I, the thing I love about that guy is he's the ultimate hustler. That guy does not slow down. He's aggressive. He hits a flare to left. Sorry. Yeah, to left. It's probably going to get caught. And so many Major League Baseball players would trot towards first base, hoping to safely get to first. Dude takes off like a cannon. Shot out, like he was shot out of a cannon. Is rounding first. <laughs> the ball is like dribbling between infielders and, out, and an outfielder, they try to make a play at second. It goes over their head, and he's at third. He hit a ball that fl- probably right. should have been an out. Should have been, been an out, out before he got the first. 180 feet, right. and he ends up at third, yep. and that wins a game. So, Jose, 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 Jose. I will not change my stance I, on Jose no, Ramirez. Listen, I love Jose Ramirez. He's a guy that could have went anywhere in Major League Baseball, taken a lot more money, said he wanted to stay in Cleveland, play for the Guardians because he loves it here, he loves the people here. And he wanted to he wanted to retire uh, Cleveland Guardian, um, and Terry Francona taught like they talked about this during uh, during spring training, and then it came up again recently. But Terry Francona said, "All right, you got to be the you got to be the guy. You got to lead these kids. They don't know you are that guy for this team. You have to show them the way." And to his credit, this year he has stepped into that role. He has filled it magnificently. Today was a prime example. I didn't get to see it. I was driving, so I had to listen to it. The call on the radio was fucking awesome, though. I, you and know I, what? I wish you would have heard that. Well, I, well, I, I, I almost fucking ran off the road because I'm fucking fist pumping and trying to drive, and I almost fucking took an old guy out and he gave me the middle finger. Um, but it, it, like, it was awesome to listen to. And again, I, I agree with you on on Jose Ramirez. We know now for a fact we get at least four games uh, with the Indians versus the Yankees. Guardians. And look, er, oh, shit, god <laughs> damn it, uh, just damn. But we know that we get four games with the Guardians and the Yankees. Um, they got to fly. They got to turn around, fly back to Cleveland tonight, and then they play again tomorrow. 
And by uh, the time this was published, yeah, who, who knows, knows what's going to happen, right? But but that that moment was it's like great. A, I talked about watching it on the tiny Look, screen. And, and the, here's the deal. Cle- like Cleveland, the Guardians are major underdogs, right? Like just from payroll, oh just from we don't have a big hitter. Like we, Jose Ramirez is like our, our you know, our biggest hitter. Um, you know, they've got Aaron Judge. He had 62 home runs or 63 Gene or however Carlos many. Stanton and all that. Yeah, yeah, Stanton. They've got all, you know, the Yankees are the Yankees. They've got all the names. Yeah. They've got Anthony Rizzo. they got all these people. Um, and here the Indians are, tied with them 1-1. Great Indians game. God damn it. We were, I was Instagram and Twitter. I was off to keep this going, but we're done because this will happen multiple times. Steve, great talking to you. He's already thrown the microphone away. I was curious. Instagram, Twitter, we're out. Thank you.